it's another episode of Video Vampires. This is Mickey. And Jessica. And uh, we are on our, I can't remember how many months we've been doing this uh, European vacation, but... Yeah, I mean, it's cool because there's so many countries that yeah. are representative of each I, tiny little piece of the horror nugget, you know? I realize I said European vacation, but we've but actually we've been, been all yeah. over, yeah. We've been to Asia, uh-huh. back, you know? Uh... Before we get into that, though, uh, we've both been watching stuff. So, uh, before we get into Sweden, what have you? Uh, Sweden. What have you seen stateside? Well, okay, so um, it's funny because on my way to Amsterdam and Spain, I watched um, two newer movies that I hadn't seen yet. I watched Ad Astra, which was different than I thought it was going to be. I I didn't want to see it. Um, I was just kind of sick of Brad Pitt. I don't know what it was. I was just like, I don't need to see any more of him. And so I didn't watch it in the theater. But now that I watched it, I kind of wish I did see it in the theater. (laughs) It's like a space thriller. It's really good, though. It's like um, Brad Pitt plays this, like, really um, morose and um, kind of, like, a sociopathic type of guy. He's like, I have no feelings, so I go on these, like, long missions to space. And then... um, They get, like, they're getting these, like, energy waves that are destroying Earth. And so, basically, the thing is, is, like, hey, Brad Pitt, your father is alive and we think he's responsible for these these things because he was on a secret mission to Neptune. Um, it's obviously set in the future um, where you could just go to Neptune yeah. um, and Mars pretty easily. Um, but it was actually pretty good. Tommy Lee Jones is in it, and um, I really liked him, too. He, he basically plays a grumpy old man like he's been playing for the past, you know. Like, I think he was playing grumpy years. old men even in, like, the 70s when he was yeah. an old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, I, I really liked it. It's, like, it's really darker than I thought, way darker than I thought. Um <clears throat> Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones were really good in it. Um, it is scary and beautiful. Um, it's really cool to think about, um, especially in this, like, post-apocalyptic type of, like, the Earth is still dying and we're trying to figure out, you know, like, how to survive right. with the human race. So there's, like, little installments in space everywhere, but it's just been, like, commercialized. So, like, it's this... We're basically now destroying other planets, but it's about like, is humanity worth saving type of thing. It was good. I I did. I ended up really liking it. Um, and then I watched Lion King, the new Disney live action one. Even though it's not live action, At it's all. like, it's like, uh, CGI lions and stuff. I I didn't hate it. Everyone really didn't like it. Um, I think because they couldn't tell that animals were like had emotions which is it's really strange like what do you think is gonna come out of a live action right um film like that but honestly i didn't hate it and i still cried when mufasa died um but i do want to talk about tv for a minute yeah um okay so watchmen yep i finally watched that first episode i can't believe you've only watched the first episode though i've been busy it's (laughs) doing what Watch, I'm busy watching other stuff. I'll yeah, talk watching about that. the same movies over and over again. Not this um, time. Watchmen is so sick. It is honestly. It, it. I didn't see Lost, but I'm a big fan of the Leftovers. Um, I'm not. Who Lindoff? <laughs> but no, I like Watchmen. I, I'm. In, I'm just saying. Like, I'm surprised. I hated Lost, and I. I did not. Care I. D- for I never saw Lost, but um, you didn't care for the Leftovers. No. I thought I really liked it, but I like that whole parallel or alternate dimensions or whatever you want to sure. call it. So I've just been like rewatching all of this stuff and watching Watchmen. So Watchmen obviously takes place after the comic, but it's still in the realm of the comic. Um, so if you've read it, obviously you know that there's um, they 
created a monster from another dimension. And so he kind of touches base on that yeah. in this show, and it's really cool. I I really think it's like, a, uh, I can't imagine a better continuation of that universe, you know? And I, I honestly think it's really cool and really inventive, and then I've been watching the OA. Well, because I, I, I watched the episode of The Watchmen, and I wanted to say that what I liked yeah. about The Watchmen was that it did the exact opposite of what I didn't like in the movie, which is in the movie... Like, one of the com- things I complain about, you guys can listen to episode two for this, uh, yeah. for, my, for our full debate, but um, they they actually nail all the complexities of the actual original characters. So, like, you know, um, in the first se- the first episode, you find out there's, like, this, like, right-wing white supremacist group that, like, kind of follows the model of Rorschach, and it's, like, in the comic book, he, Rorschach is not just a bad, he's not an anti-hero, he's... He's got certainly got good traits, and he, but he also has got a lot of bad traits. And I feel like the movie really just kind of made him like, no man, he's a cool antihero. And it's like, no, he's a little bit more complex than that. Like you're not yeah. supposed to be entirely on the same page with him. Like that's the whole idea, or any of them. And that's what I liked about the show is I was like, oh, it's really nailing those like gray areas as opposed to like Zack Snyder being like, yeah, but doesn't he look really cool? And it's like, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, but I really like. So I really like the show. I thought it really. Uh, it, it's nailing a lot of what I like about the the comic book. So um, without being the comic, book, yes, which and I think they, is important. They have a whole um, imagined backstory of the Hooded Justice, which is really fucking cool. Someone called it like we thought it was cheesy, but I'm like, no, man, it's it's sick. I really like it. There's obviously like a huge episode dedicated to the backstory of Hooded Justice, and I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm like, totally into it. And then I, I'm, like, just being immersed in these, like, shows that had come out in the past few years about alternate dimensions, which, unfortunately, have all gotten canceled. Like, The Leftovers. Right. The OA, which was really sick. It's probably, like, the, the newest thing I've seen that's, like, it just seems really new and inventive, but on the same type of, you know, like, yeah. how in Rick and Morty, which is the dumbest way I can explain it, how there's all these dimensions based on the, the yeah, yeah. Uh, decisions you make, which OA is similar, um, but it's like, it has a lot of movement and, and movement theory in the show, which I think is really cool, um, and then Counterpart, which is on the other side of it, it is also like an alternate dimension that happens, but... It's more of, like, a spy thriller than it is a sci-fi show. And then you have, you know, all these, um, like, uh, Altered Carbon that was also dealing with that a little bit. So so you're re-watching stuff that you've already seen. Yeah, I bet okay. I have. I, I didn't see anything new except for Knives Out. So you're making fun of me for not for watching stuff that I've already seen five seconds I know. Ago. <laughs> I definitely. I was like, <laughs> but I did see Knives Out. I, I saw Knives Out. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's Ryan Johnson. I always call him Ryan because it's I, I always I always call him a douchebag because I think he, Why do you hate him? Um, I, I, liked, I like Looper. I liked Brick. I thought Brick was... I, I But I, by the time I saw Brick, it had been so overhyped. I saw it like two years after it had come out and people were like, no, man, Brick is like, that's the greatest movie. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I liked Brick. Um, I did not... I don't have a problem with his Star Wars movie. I had a problem with his attitude where it was like, oh, no, all this stuff you guys are setting up, I want to do my own thing. And it's like, that's kind of a douchey thing to do when, like, people have been working to, like, create this, like, story. And you just kind of come in, you're like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. Um, So I went into the first 20 minutes of Knives Out trying not to like it. Like, I was trying to be very, like, stone cold about it. But I ended up being madly in love with it. I, I actually thought it was very funny. Um, yeah. Not, like, funny the way I, I would normally describe something as funny. It's very, like, I mean, I was definitely chuckling a lot. There's a great, um, 
there's a great thing about the main character. One of the main characters is that you know she has this. Um, this isn't a spoiler. You find this out very early on in the movie. She has this problem with whenever she yeah. lies, she throws up because she can't lie. And I thought that was like such a brilliant. I was like, honestly, I was like, man, the the fact that somebody came up with that is fucking brilliant. Um, I loved that. Um, yeah. My wife, on the other hand, does not care for seeing stuff like that on t- on screen. I, I'm always a big fan of watching people vomit on camera. Really? I can't do it in real life. In real life, I get like, I, I start oh, getting yeah. nauseous. But on camera, I think it's the funniest thing. And um, and so I was laughing hysterically throughout a lot of that stuff. But uh, I actually thought it was like a really good, fun murder mystery. Um, yeah. I, and I mean, that cast is just so good, you it, know? It is. And it's like one of those where you're not disappointed and everyone gives like just enough to right. make everyone else's character really good. I agree. Um, it, it is. It's super fun. I, I had a fun time watching it and I really liked the ending. I thought it was very clever and very silly and yeah. and really it is a lot of fun. It's like a great murder mystery. Yeah, it, I mean it's, I don't think it was brilliant. I mean I like there was, no, it's there's just, some great like yeah. social, cl- uh, political commentary. Which he there. tried to do in um, in The Last the Star show. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, which I I still kind of find endearing, even though people are like, "What the fuck is this in here for?" That was one of the only things I really liked about the last Star Wars movie yeah. was was the idea of trying to tr- take it into like it's no parasite when we're talking oh, of class, course. but it's it's clever. Parasite is by far the best movie of the year. I yeah, mean, hands still. Down. Um, uh, but I went and saw uh, I went to go see the Hidden, uh, which was I think episode four or five. Yeah. Of our podcast, where'd you see it? I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. Um, how was that? It was uh, it was actually really good. Was it digital or was it on? It was original print. It was a well, it was a thirty. It was a it thirty-five. Was a thirty-five print. Um, there was actually a podcast recording. Uh, I can't remember the name of the podcast. I feel like an idiot, but I actually they did a Q and A because Claudia Christian was there and she was um, she was the stripper in the hidden. She's also been in Freaks and Geeks. She plays, oh yeah, she was on uh, Bab- oh, sick. What was it Babylon Five. Yeah, something like that. Some shit like that. She's been, you've seen her. She anyway. She did a Q and A, and I actually like. I actually asked a question because I was like, because there was 95% of the audience had never seen The Hidden before, and I was kind of like, Wow, the really? Fuck? But they were there for the podcast, right? Oh. And I kind of liked, I had to hold back everything to be like, uh, sorry, Mickey Gallier, Video Vampires, we covered, <laughs> we covered this movie two <laughs> yeah. years ago. Actually. Yeah, um, but uh, no, it was, it was great. But uh, it, the screening was really awesome. People were into it, which is always makes me happy when people are re- reacting to the same things that you react at home. Yeah. I liked that. I, um, and then I watched two movies at home. I watched uh, Race with the Devil, which I, I've owned for years now, and I've never watched it. It is a, I want to say, 1975 horror car chase film with Peter Fonda and uh, Warren Oates. And it's Peter Fonda and his wife, and Warren Oates and his wife, they're all going on vacation in, in Winnebago. Like, back when RVs were like, oh, man, this is like the new thing. You yeah. Know? Everything you could possibly want in your home in a car. <laughs> and they, uh, they're in Texas, and they stumble across a, uh, a satanic ritual. Oh. And, uh, I feel like I heard. I, I didn't see it, but I've heard this. I think when Peter Fonda died, I was like, oh. And from here, they just, they're on the road, and they're being attacked by um, Satanists. But they don't, but it seems like everybody they encounter in, like, in southern Texas is part of the satanic cult, which I'm always a big fan of, that whole idea of, like, a... a Immersive. A, yeah, this big like, conspiracy, like, who who's in on it, who's yeah, not. everybody's in on it. And, like, oh, this person's obviously in on it, but is this person, or is this person? And uh, it was... I, I actually had a lot of fun watching it. Um, 
it's definitely like a, there's definitely a, ch- a car chase with the Winnebago mm-hmm. and like a bunch. You know, it's great. Uh, so because it was like taking two genres that were big in the seventies, like the car chase films, you know, and then like the horror movie and just kind of sloppily melding them together. But it was such a fun movie. And then I watched uh, Hey Good Looking, which is um, a Ralph Bakshi film. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he was you know he's an uh, animator. He did um. He did the first animated Lord of the Rings. Oh, he really? Did, yeah. Oh, I've, I I've seen that when I was... I not only do think you've seen it, but I'm almost pretty convinced it's, you actually you it. have it. I'm right? pretty sure I do. Yeah, I might have to borrow it because I almost bought it the other day. Listen, but it, Walmart bins have gems in them, shit like that, that they yeah. don't... I swear to God, listen, next time you're on Walmart, dig in. I do, I do. Um, but he directed the film Fritz the Cat. He directed um, yeah. uh, this movie called Wizards, which is... Uh, I've only seen High. I've never actually seen it uh, so, but... <coughs> That's how I like to watch most of my movies. Sure. Uh, <laughs> this one was like, I was like, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, he also directed a movie called Fire and Ice, uh, but he directed this movie called Hey Good Looking, which was this, like, kind of like this, like, 50s, uh, look at, like, 50, like, living as a teenager in the 50s in New York, um, you know, teen gangs. I mean, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's very reminiscent of Mean Streets, but animated. Ooh, it's yeah. awesome. Um, so I watched that. I really enjoyed that. And then, um... I feel like that that covers all that I've watched besides Watchmen, and I've been watching Righteous Gemstones, which... is so funny. It is. It really is. And it, Danny it, McBride is, like, a comedic genius. He really is. Yeah, and you know, it made me, because I remember, like, I, I'm kind of going back. I remember I, I was really kind of not into him, and then... Um, was I it Eastbound and Down? I love Eastbound. See, I haven't seen. I haven't watched Eastbound. What? I know. That's because he's so he drives me crazy. And then I saw him. I saw Alien Covenant, and he was the only part of that movie that I thought was like, oh yeah, really good. Besides Michael Fassbender, I was like, I forgot he was in there. Yeah. And so I watched Vice Principals, which I think is one of the best things. It's I've, really funny. He's fucking funny, dude. And he is. what's that? Oh, what's his name? The other guy in Vice Principals and Righteous Gemstones. Oh, Walt Goggins. Yes, yeah, he's that's great. his name. Brilliant. Um, and he's my he was my favorite part of Vice Principals, but. It really made me warm up Danny McBride, and then I think what he did with the new Halloween movie, I was, like, really... It took me a while to warm up to that one, but I do really like it now. I think, I really think that Halloween movie was pretty fucking fantastic, and I was really... It made me really appreciate his ability as a writer, and that he seems to get certain material, you know? Like, when he he was doing Halloween, I was like, oh, God, is he gonna make this, like... Is this gonna have, like, this, like, darkly comic... So I, mm-hmm. And it didn't. It was very straightforward, very serious, and very, uh, and very. I felt like a really good companion to um, the original. Yeah. So, uh, I, I really warmed up Danny McBride. So there's a lot that he can do that I'll, I will check out. And I really enjoyed. Uh, oh, actually, you know what movie I saw that I never seen before? I saw Booksmart. Oh, you've never seen it? No, and it's my, my so, wife loves that it's movie. It's so good and funny and tender. And I we watched it, and I agree, I agree with really all like three it. of those things you yeah. just said. I was really impressed. Um, with how funny it was and how sincere it was, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and anyway, I really I just thought of that because like the kid, one of the kids in that is in Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and uh, he's he's great in both. So I uh, yeah, that's I've been watching a lot of stuff at home just because you know the hidden costs what. At the end of the day, it cost me 40 bucks to see that movie, you know, 20 bucks on the I ticket. I know. And then, Alamo Draft House, fuck an A. Just I know. Just your prices a little bit. I know. Just a little bit, you know? Like, make it a little bit more easier. To, don't fucking charge $10 for a milkshake. <laughs> was it a boozy milkshake, though? No, it wasn't. It was a Damn, regular fucking milkshake. not even. It was, two days before, it was, like, two days before Thanksgiving. Wife was out of town. I was, like, you know, home on my own. I was, like, I'm going to go to the, the Alamo and watch this movie that I love because, you know... 
I love the hidden. It's my. It's my. Yeah, and no, that's cool with the with the Q and A and the podcast. And yeah, everything. yeah, the Q and A was really cool. Um, really, it was just seeing the movie. You know, seeing a print of the movie. I mean, you don't get many chances to see a movie like that. Um, you know, on an original print, even in L.A. So I was, I was, I haven't didn't know that that movie hasn't played in L.A. in a long time. So that's I was really cool. I watched. Um, so to get into our our um, movie subject yeah. of the episode. Um, we're in Sweden, um, and so I watched I re rewatched Hour of the Wolf, yeah, um, <clears throat> which is like a real work of art. It's like Bergman is like one of those like people that you watch and you're just like, wow, this is this is like what art is. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And even this this movie I think was his only horror movie, right? Uh, I guess it depends on what you define, I guess, as, like, yeah, horror. Yeah, I, mean, I think he, he never, I mean, he's, I would never say he ever made well, a horror movie, but yes, that's the closest I one. I think, too, I can't, like, even watching um, Phantom Thread, which, um, the parallels between this and Phantom Thread are, like, oh, I couldn't believe it. And so I was, like, Paul Thomas Anderson must have seen this, obviously, and, like, yeah. pulled some from it. But it's, like, even the beginning of, like, you know, the interview and, like, explaining things, except, like, one is, like, a descent into madness and another is like shared romantic madness if yeah. you could say and like power Obsession. and like yeah it's so cool so i had a i had a really great time watching it and rewatching it and and swedish films are so like weird like on the other side of the spectrum you know we've talked about we've done um they call her one eye and then i talked about breaking point a lot which yeah. are like totally on the other side of the spectrum of like weird 70s like like Geezy, um sexploitation films, and you actually got me this book on um, yeah. Swedish films called Swedish Sensation Films, Sensations Films, um, which is about uh, history of sex thrillers and kicker cinema, um, which is actually, it's great because uh, I feel like Sweden is one of those places where like both are really cool. Like you have like two ends of the spectrum and both do it really well. well it's funny because I feel like the Swedes are like um, really... And this, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of retell this quick story, but like, I feel like they're, they're either really heavy, they're really heavy regardless, whether it's on, whether it's yeah. in the art side or it's on the exploitation side. Like, they don't just, I don't feel like they're just flirting with it. Like, I, my, my, my Swedish, ex, my, my sweet, my exposure to Swedish films really, and I, I've told this story before, but uh, my mom and my dad showed me um, The Seventh Seal when I was uh, oh, eight yes. years old. And um, it's Damn, a, it's eight? A, yeah, and it's a really heavy movie about, you know, life and death and like what is mm -hmm. uh anyway long story short i i didn't i was eight years old so i didn't quite understand it but i understood it on a very base level that it's like this story about mortality and like yeah and, and the meaning of life and it fucked with me so bad that like <laughs> I, I was like screaming at like at, at night like my, my mom had to run into my room because i was just like so traumatized by like the heaviness of this movie and again i didn't understand it the way i understand it as an adult now i just understood yeah we're all gonna die what does this mean? And like, I, it's for an eight-year-old's brain. It's just like it's a lot to oh, to that's process. So but, good in, in like a really demented sort of way. Yeah, and I, and I love I love Bergman. I, I mean, I still love Seven Seal, and and I love yes. Persona, and I love. Mm -hmm. um, oh God, what was the other movie I was going to mention that he did? Anyway, uh, Wild Strawberries, all that. I mean, but like he. Um, you know, it's just heavy shit. You know, he's a it's, heavy dude. Yeah, and I feel like that's like even um, in the history in the golden age of cinema yeah. and you know the 20s swedish horror is even goes back then yeah um the phantom carriage which one is one of the most um even now you still hear about that ghost story yeah of you know the carrier of the souls between this world and the next world um 
really, and they then they go into the, like this weird period of like the sex exploitation films, and then they get serious again. It's it's really cool, and this one is like such so, a weird. So we did um the visitors, nineteen eighty eight. I loved it, but it's so weird, and it's like really funny. Yeah, let's let, let's clarify because when you say weird, I'm expecting it to be kind of like you know what you would describe of uh, the lighthouse weird. I didn't feel like <laughs> this was weird because I felt like everybody in this fuck. All right, so American dude who's an ad executive moves with his wife and his two kids to this house, like this like kind of farmhouse in Sweden, and they start no- uh, he starts noticing weird shit almost right away, and uh, yes, this movie is really weird. Like it's weird in the sense that everybody in the movie is a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, which is like so rude. Weirdly, like relevant, and it makes it like seem more real because you know, like sometimes you go out and you're like, "Man, everyone's a fucking dick today." This is what that world was like. Yes, but it was like weirdly truthful. Like the man and the woman, the the mom and the dad, or the husband and the wife fighting the whole fucking time, oh my and they're God. like so like nippy at each other that it felt more real because it's like, oh, "Well, fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, he says that. He's like, "Thank yeah. you for your fucking support." Yeah. And fuck you very or fuck you very much as he's walking <laughs> away, and I'm like. Uh, by the way, we watched this. Uh, we couldn't. We could only find this in a dubbed version. So maybe that's part of the reason why I wasn't as taken with the movie as you were because uh, it's almost too comical. You know, like the, it's because the kids' voices were not yes, done by kids; they were exactly. done by adults, and you could tell and they were doing baby voices, and it like made me cringe. I hated right. any time that the kids had a speaking gig. But like the other side of it, I thought was really funny. Well, it's weird because it's like you. I think you nailed it when you said it was like um, kind of like a weird Swedish poltergeist. Yeah, it, it very much feels like that. Like you know, the weird shit starts happening, and somebody in the family, in this case the husband, reaches out to a like not a medium, but like somebody in the paranormal who comes with all this ridiculous equipment that like you know to try to document the paranormal, and if like all hell breaks loose, uh, it's just this movie wasn't scary to me. I think what I was expecting was something no. New. It was wasn't something darker. Yeah. You know? No, this was this was more light. I feel like it, okay, there are pieces when um him and the investigator they run and they run for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And even they say he's like, Why'd you run? He's like, Because that thing made a noise and he was like, I just pressed the wrong button. And yeah. like, and you're like what so the fuck? stupid. I mean yeah. that and part made me jump because I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, you know? but it's because, really funny. Yeah. And, and they make light of it immediately after, but it ends up being real. And the investigator is kind of a fucking Okay, dork. at the end. Listen, it really scares me when people smile with two sets of teeth, but their mouth is open. Like, I don't know. I'm going to do it for Mickey to see. And, like, he was like this. He was like this. Yeah. (laughs) It's really scary. Like, when you can see that, it just, it's, I I think it was meant to be, like, a tender moment, and it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's the fact. That's what you said, too, is that even if he hadn't done this, like, that weird smile, the fact that the, uh, a character who dies in the movie shows up at the end and kind of gives, like, a... Big, like, smile, and it kind of walks, does a, my work here is done, walk away, <laughs> and, and disappears. That's not, that's not tender to me. That's more of, like, what the fuck? Like, it was, like, it was uh, kind of a, this, this felt like a long episode of, like, a, like, a, a Halloween episode of a sitcom. Yeah. You know, if they were ever going to, like, do, like, so you have the bickering couple, <laughs> and this just happened yeah. to be the episode where they, like, weird stuff starts happening, and it's, like, Halloween-themed, because, like, mm-hmm. everything seemed too funny, whereas I expected this to be, like, I mean, you know, we... we yeah. Well, because of the seriousness of Swedish cinema exactly. all the time. Even, even they call her One-Eye, which was, I mean, it was serious. I mean, it was it was definitely But it was, like, dark, but yeah. But it's dark. It's very brutal, and it's very, like, un pleasant you know like yeah I, that movie since we've done that episode that movie sits in my shelf and i'm like 
God, I, I'm not going to get rid of it, but I'm like, when am I ever going to go, I feel like watching this again. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's such a fucking downer, but mm-hmm. it's awesome. And then, you know, all the Bergman stuff where it's just like these heavy, you know, meditations on whatever it is he wants to talk about, whether it's madness or whether it's life and death or the meaning yeah. of life or relationships. So I, I guess I kind of expected something a little bit more heavier, more darker, more, I don't know. I don't know why. You know what I was expecting? I was expecting the haunted house version of uh, angst. I don't know why. Because angst yeah, is Yeah, except it's totally, it's totally not. It's, it was not. It's actually kind of funny and silly. And I feel like sometimes Swedish people have that humor. It's like very sly where they say yeah. something that they think is funny. And like you find it funny only because they do. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> it's like really strange. And that's one of the reasons why I said I feel like this movie's still entertaining is because um, it, it was, yeah, it was definitely, you nailed it perfectly where it's like, they think it's funny. They think it's scary. They think it's whatever. They think these situations are whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm laughing because I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. I mean, like, <laughs> at one point, the husband, in a bathrobe, decides he's going to finally confront this this um, uh, entity in the attic. Demon, yeah. Uh, he doesn't go through the front door. He doesn't go through the bedroom door, which is, you know, which would make sense. He No, he straps on this fucking, like, electricity paranormal zapping thing <laughs> to his back and starts climbing in his bathrobe and starts climbing up the uh, the, the the side of the, the house to, to get into the attic and everything and it's just like man everything these people are fucking doing is dumb you mm-hmm. know like this is so stupid and the wife suddenly having like a change of heart of like oh I've been disbelieving my husband for the first like 80 to 90 minutes of this movie let me go suddenly turn her pull a, a about turn and and, uh, and believe him and res- try to rescue him is because she thinks she sees a ghost in, yeah. her, in her hotel room. Um, come on. <laughs> and then I realized who the ghost was supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's supposed to be that paranormal investigator dude with the mm-hmm. big, you know. I'm like, man, this guy's just got his hands in everything. <laughs> um, the kids are terrible. It's not even, like, good in, like, the like the uh, Shogun Assassin way where the little kid is clearly a yeah. uh, an, an adult voice, you know, doing the dubbing. But, like, this was just so... Dude, the dubbing was so bad, but in in the beginning, it's really my favorite. There's a whole dialogue about chocolate on his shirt, but oh, yeah. it's like definitely an adult um, doing the speaking, and he was like, "I don't want chocolate on my shirt," and yeah. I just can't get over it. I can't get over that line. <laughs> I also love the fact that the only person in this movie who's not a fucking raging asshole is that child, is that little boy. Even yeah, little sisters. Oh, the male guy, the mailman. Oh, the there's ma- like a whole weird funny farm mailman type of scenario going yeah, on. Yeah, where he's upset because they don't have a. Mailbox, and then yeah. they, and there's a part where like he goes delivering the mail, and he goes into the house because nobody's answering, and he thinks there might be somebody home, and he steals a banana, and then the paranormal investigator guy shows up, and there's a weird comedy of errors because they think they're talking about the same thing, but they're talking about two opposite things, and it's just this wacky situation comedy where I'm like, I don't. It was it again. What made me laugh about it wasn't that it was funny; it was that somebody wrote that thinking it was like, oh, this is gonna slay them in the theater. It's <laughs> yeah. like. You're right, but it's just not exactly the way you want it to. But I, I, it was like I, I, you described it as weird Swedish poltergeist. I described it as weird slapstick shining. Yeah, which both are right. Which it's are, like, yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's very strange, but I really liked it. I think it's really funny, and I think it's like one of those rare times um, <clears throat> in Swedish cinema that you're gonna find that because even like especially with kids, like let the right one in, like yeah. everything is so 
dark. And I feel like, because it's enriched into, because in, there's not a lot of sunlight in Sweden, if that right. makes sense. So I feel like a lot of these films are just, like, grown in the dark. Yeah, and they're really moody and morose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is, like, really kind of light and funny. Left the Right One In is by far one, I think, one of the greatest horror films in the past 15 to 20 years. Yeah. It's beautiful. I didn't even bother with the remake because... I watched it, but it's, uh, it's obviously not as good. But, I mean, everything about the, the, the original is just so beautiful and so sad and so sweet and, like, you know. And yeah. Then, you know, again, we talked about Bergman and then I believe there was this, uh, there was a 1920s uh, Swedish film called Haxen. Yes, that's which, like. The documentary about witchcraft mm-hmm. that was, like, which at its time was incredibly extreme and then, like, they later released it. Yeah, like, it. blasphemous and, like. Yeah, and they released it in the 50s and 60s again with William Burroughs doing narration. I mean, like, it's a pretty cutting-edge movie and a pretty disturbing movie. That's why I was expecting, again, with all the Swedish cinema that I have been exposed to, Something I wasn't, I wasn't else. expecting somebody of the Swedish to do a version of an American horror film. Yeah. Like, it was their idea, their version of an American, like, right down to, like, their idea of what, how the, we, this is how Americans act, you know, like, the husband's, like, has a fucking tirade about the fucking male. And he has a drinking problem, which makes sense, because everyone in America does. Does he have a drinking problem? I don't know. There's a lot of beers. There's a lot of beers in this one. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's very, well, that is a very American thing. And then, yeah. Although there's a great scene where, for no reason, there's this dialogue where he, he's bought more milk than they're <laughs> going to ever use. And the wife's like, it's going to all go bad before we even get to it all. He's like, well, I guess I have to drink it fast. And she, like, he tries to, like, open the, the milk... But he does it by ripping it open. Like, so it splashes everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, and then, like, his wife leaves the kitchen. He chugs, takes a few chugs, and then just spill, dumps the rest out. I'm like, what is this scene in the movie for? Um, it's so good. And I was thinking, it was like, again, I was like, oh, man, this is like, maybe he's going to go crazy and it's going to be disturbing. I was definitely thinking, like, oh, man, these kids are not going to make it out of the movie because they're so yeah. fucking obnoxious that, you know, we're going to lose the kids. We're going to lose the dad. Somebody... People are going to get fucking killed. Instead, one person dies, and it's not who you think it's going to be. And not because it's, like, a t- clever twist. It's because, why did I fucking care about this person dying? Yeah. Um, but it was, again, it was just this goofy... I think it is. I think it's goofy, but I really... I think it, it's not scary at all. But it is very goofy, and it's. I kind of find that fun. I it's do charming. find it fun. It is charming. It's got a charm. It's it's trying so hard that you you... It's hard to not... It sucks because Poltergeist, I am scared. Yeah. Poltergeist scares the shit out of me. I do not like that clown doll. It hurts me to look at it. That's the funny thing is the clown doesn't even really isn't what it, what, scare, what I love about Poltergeist. Oh, I don't like the noise. I don't like his fucking teeth. The pol- in Poltergeist, the part that scares me is there's like there's dialogue where Zelda Rubenstein's explaining what's happening and what Carol Ann is going yeah. through. What she's seeing and the way to that juxtaposed with the music. I'm like that to me. Like I remember every time I see that part, like my my kind of stomach drops a little bit, and I love it. And it's like, man, this is just dialogue. Yeah. This is just her basically giving exposition with music playing. The music for this sounded more like a video game. Uh, it sounded like somebody had a Casio keyboard. And yeah, was and just I was like... like boop, and not, boop, not just like boop, a big one, but like the yeah. tiny little one that I, I got as like a <laughs> Christmas gift one year that like, you know, has like its own like temp tracks on there that you mm-hmm. can just... That's what it sounded like, and I just, ugh, it just does not. It was, it was, it was very slapstick, but I, that, it made me laugh a lot, and I really, I, I, I do appreciate that. It was like, it, because it took itself really serious, too. It was like, no, 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 this house is, there's demons, and like, yeah. Um, but it is silly, so I loved it. 
No, I mean, look, I'm, again, this is, I'm, there's very few movies that we'll watch that I'll say, don't check out. This is not one of them. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you can find, actually, you know, take the time, find a copy, like, on, on DVD or if you can find it on video, because I'm interested in to see what, if anybody can see a version or if anybody is... Anybody sees a version that's that's in the native language in, in mm-hmm. Swedish? Because I'd be interested in here, like what their take is. Like, what if, like, you know, again, whenever you have that problem, whenever you're dubbing over something, and the translation doesn't always. I kind of hope it's the same. Like, I feel like. What if it's like the scary? Because scene? even if the act with the actors, you could tell that they're actually having these fights. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it yeah. wasn't like. You know, I I did feel like that it must have been truthful at least to the original dialogue. But what if it, what if it's like in its native language, it's like Exorcist scary, and we just, <laughs> we're watching a version that's just so far removed from that. You know, like um, I don't know. I, I would definitely check it out. Um, it's it's definitely fine, and you can find it. It's it's just you know, I'm, I encourage people to try to find a better. Yeah, copy. I think you can get it on DVD, but yeah. a lot of the times uploads. Um, from the internet aren't the best because there's like an auto translator, but still, I felt like the translation was pretty good for this one. Yep, it was. Even good. though, if it, even if the kids' voices were fucking horrendous. Yeah, really horrendous. Ah, it was. It was seriously like that. It was like my voice, my kid voice. Right, exactly. It was somebody. It was an adult's kid voice that was doing these kids, <laughs> and I think it was like one adult doing both the kids. Yeah. Because you know? there's certain points where I'm like, who the fuck is who? Um... But yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. I one, um, go ahead. Sorry, I, I no. I, lost I, train of thought. I was gonna say it used a lot of like old school type of feelings, like when they're in the attic and they're reading the book, and then all of a sudden there's a gust of wind and his yeah. candle goes out. I like it. I do. Yeah. I, but again, it's like it, if this felt more like a long episode of, of a sitcom, or it did, or but, like an Are You Afraid of the Dark type thing. Yeah, you know? but I'm not sad that we watched it. I'm I, not either. I find it. I found it like really kind of fun, and it it's like a weird light in the in the darkness of Swedish cinema, because yeah. like I, I even like even the actors like all the actors that oh what's his name even in Altered Carbon he's Swedish. I know because mm. when you get off the plane they like show all these like famous Swedish people. <laughs> Do. Yeah, which is kind of great, and I was like, but actually, I was like, oh, he's Swedish. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it is uh, the Sars guards. Are they're they're Swedish yeah, too, okay. and they're um, so strange, and they do very strange. Like obviously, Lars von Trier is Danish, but I think a lot of the times he shoots in Sweden, doesn't he? I that I don't know, but I know he uses Stellan Skarsgård a lot. Yeah, he does, which is a Swedish actor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then his son is just like, everybody, that whole family is into fucked up. Yeah, right? They do, they kind of like in weird horror genre from the beginning, which I kind of think is cool and weird, and that's how I envision all Swedish people. Or just play disturbing characters, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you know, the older one, the older son, who's in... uh, True Blood? Was he in True Blood? Yeah, I guess he yeah. was. Yeah, and then Eric like, the Northman, the hottest hey, vampire alive. I, I never watched True Blood. I remember when I, I yeah, forget it. <laughs> fuck that. I don't even want to get into. It. I don't even want to get into that. But um, but he's in uh, Melancholia, the Frontier movie. But he is. Um and uh, he was in. But he was in pretty. What was that? Ah, uh, it was an HBO series. I'm going. Oh, Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah. And he plays a fucking terrible yeah. person in that. You know, a pretty disturbing character, and then. The other very son complex character is Pennywise in the new It movie. I know. You know, and and like as much as I I'm kind of on the fence about those movies, I do like that son a lot. I do like that that guy who plays Pennywise. I think he's good. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. I mean, like you know, uh, Scandinavian horror is usually 
you know. Very, very enriched in folklore, too. Yeah. Which is, again, I was expecting they do so have many. A, yeah. Yeah. And this was more, like again, like American ghosts. Yeah. It was, it's was, a haunting. This was an American horror film made by, Swede, uh, by Swedes, you know, yeah. in Sweden. Like, um, and, and uh, you know, there's something to be said about that. But Yeah. Definitely worth worth watching though, especially yeah. if you smoke a joint. It's very um, fun and thrilling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then yeah, we have uh, Christmas in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, something I, I thought about that I, I wanted to mention before we go is uh, they're they're doing a remake of Black Christmas, which we did I know two years ago. It's the second remake in years, but Greenhouse I... is doing it, and I. I don't know. Have you seen the trailer? Um, no. I, is it good? It, you know, what I think, the only reason why I think it looks good is because I think it looks so, like, when they made the remake a few years ago, they were basically just remaking the original. Yeah. Whereas this one, I think they're just, they're completely going in a different direction. Reimagining? Who's yeah. the director? Do you know? I don't know, but I know Carrie Elwes, whatever, how you ever say his name? Elwes? Yeah. Elves? I was just Elves. Like, yeah, Carrie Elves? Yeah, he's in um, it. I um, do love him, I but. I love him, too. And Imogen Poots, who I really like. Oh, she was in the yeah, Friday Night Oh, yeah, she played that hot skin girl on a in Green, Green Room. Room, yeah. And she's in it, and, like, I think she's a great actress in the genre. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little, I don't know if I'm going to rush to see it, but I'm interested in... I don't know, man. Vidiots was posting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> Christmas horror is a weird thing. Um, to... I did like that Krampus movie that came out a few years ago. I haven't seen it yet. I actually... Really? Yeah, I've been meaning to, like, get around to watching it. Actually, that's a pretty good, uh, like, fun Christmas horror movie. I actually really liked it, and I thought it was really creepy. Um, I just think Christmas horror is a really tough, for some odd reason, that's a really tough subgenre to... Make serious? I am always entertained by... Although Black Christmas is The original Black Christmas is fucking creepy. Absolutely. But I feel like that is the exception. To the the Christmas rule? Everything else is like... I mean, Christmas Evil, which we did last year, wasn't scary. It was just really... It was sad. It was sad. It was more sad than... So... um, Yeah, so we're going to watch a... We're gonna watch a Christmas film and talk about Christmas horror. Yeah, in more sure. depth. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I think we'll f- round off uh, our international travel and come back to America. Yeah, we got. Uh, I think we, we got, got a few two. more places, right? Yeah, but uh, it'll be this. I think we've been doing this since what May. Uh, yeah, and it's it just everywhere is cool and it has its own it's, sort it's of like feel. Yeah. and it really has, and it, it's like. So you kind of see how everywhere influences everywhere else, which is kind of, like, endearing, especially about the horror genre. Yes, it um, is. And how cool it is and how reflective of society it is and, and stuff. And how so. much it pulls from other, you know, from yeah. everybody else. And I really like that, you know, it's not, it's it's very... Um, Universal. Yeah, it, it feels like you're... A, it's nice to know that this, this genre, which kind of feels like a community in the first place, you realize how big that community is. It's really exciting, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Join us next time. Yeah, definitely. All right. Bye. Bye. Frank and Sarah are starting a new life with a beautiful home and new opportunities. Are we the only ones who are going to live here, Daddy? Oh, I certainly hope so. But they're not alone in their new home. Mommy, Mommy, hmm? something happened upstairs. There are others living among them. Well, I, I'll tell you, since then, quite a few strange things have been happening here. Others who aren't strangers to this house. Others who don't like their new guests. Sarah! 
others who want their new guests to Don't stay another night.